1: And here we are. It's a fabulous Friday edition of Mix Shots. Bill Jones along with Everson Walls and inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco on the Friday before the unbeaten Pittsburgh Steelers are at AT&T Stadium. Boo. There he is, Mickey Spagnola. Hello, gentlemen. How are you?
2: I'm doing What's great. Up, How are you guys? William?
1: Doing very well. Good.
2: Not very food. well. I did my homework. <laughs> you did I your homework. I did, did my homework, yes. <laughs> I, I didn't do, like do my like homework. A, a, a special ed kid. I did my homework, yeah. I did my
1: homework. <laughs> <laughs> and now that you mentioned it, I forgot to do my homework, ah, and I'm going to do it up, right bro. now. As y'all <laughs> talk in this first segment, I'll do my homework. So, here we are, and... um <laughs> Don't get distracted. Romo ate your homework. <laughs> uh, I don't know that that was on the air out there. Chris Beam, our producer, he may have just told us in our ears uh, uh, behind the scenes, but uh, he said that Romo ate it, meaning my dog Romo ate my homework. And that was that was in all likelihood exactly what happened. Oh, all right. God. Mickey. Yes. Um Mike McCarthy had his usual Friday morning press conference, and we saw the injury report uh, after yesterday's workout, and it was the most extensive workout of the week, and sounds like Zeke didn't do as much as they had hoped that he would do in yesterday's workout.
0: Yeah, I thought that was uh, somewhat alarming, uh, the fact that uh, he didn't do as much, and they said that they would kind of recheck him on Saturday, so... Uh, yeah, that's just what the Cowboys need, right? That, you know, just uh, yeah. uh, lo- lose another uh, Pro Bowl starting player uh, going into the game against, um, as you said, the undefeated 7-0 and uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. So, um, yeah, I you know, I, I figured that they were just trying to get them to Sunday, and maybe that's what they're doing. Jerry sounded a little bit more uh, optimistic. But, you know, uh, when... Uh, Kellen Moore uh, did his uh, conference call t- this morning, uh, and he was asked about it. And you know what? Uh, he, uh, he said that, you know, that'll be something that uh, uh, we'll, we'll just have to see. Uh, and he said, uh, uh, you know, we, we don't know where it's at yet, but he invoked the name of Rico Doddle. And I'm guessing most people don't even know that he, that rookie undrafted free agent, is on the 53-man roster and has actually been active on game day, uh, basically just playing special teams. Hadn't had an offensive snap yet. Uh, But when I heard that, I was like, I don't know. Maybe we need to be a little bit more concerned and keep an eye on Zeke uh, during warm-ups for Sunday's game.
2: So, yeah, that's a little bit troubling. Um, probably would well, give. Well, can you enlighten me on on Rico? Can you enlighten the fans on on Rico? Who was Rico?
0: He was the running back, <laughs> if I remember
2: correctly, from
0: South, South Carolina, Carolina, right? Yeah, and um, kind of a shifty guy. Maybe not quite as big as the other guys, but a lot of speed. You mean in the way
2: that he plays? He's shifty yes. in the way that he yes. plays. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Okay. All right. Just uh-huh. checking, <laughs> <laughs> not, <laughs> not like he's a member of the mafia or anything, right? <laughs> right. Leave it to Everson, right? So uh, I'm just checking. So yeah, I, I would. You know, he got
1: in. He actually he has three offensive snaps, uh, Mickey. No, for those I who looked, stuck around for the
0: I didn't see that when I looked. For, at the For snaps.
1: those who stuck around uh, for the end of that uh, Monday night game against Arizona. He had three carries in that game for 13 yards. No way, no way. Rico Doddle.
0: Yeah, I that, see Okay, it. did
1: he pronounce it Doddle?
0: Oh, I that's the way, way I to go, Bill. It. I don't know. I'm going with. Way I've been go, going with Bill. Rico
1: Dottle. We Donald, have to fact check said, Spags I? every yeah. once in a while. See, this is this is the problem with not having preseason games. Okay, we would all know who Rico Dowdle or Rico Dottle is if we had had preseason games this year, because he would have been the leading ball carrier for the Cowboys in the preseason, and uh, in, that's instead, how. So,
2: instead we have to depend on Spagnola with. Uh, un, unreliable information. So, yes. <laughs> all right, I missed three
0: snaps.
2: <laughs> okay. Get it.
1: Garbage time against the Arizona Cardinals. We would, have known, right, we would which, have
0: known all about him and the other running back from uh, TCU, right? That
2: basically. Well, was, we
1: knew about the running back from TCU, Jed oh, Anderson. Right? Bill's we gonna we're going to make sure we we're know we're in, about
2: TCU. I mean, that's we're in the Big beginning. Twelve
1: country here, <laughs> and we know
2: about the fullback. Not to mention
1: Shea, Shea she, Lua. That's right, and he's still the on fullback. the practice. That's right.
0: He's still on the practice squad yeah. if they need a fullback and, too. Well, I mean, you know what?
1: He's not just a fullback. That guy can play running back. I've in seen fact, him
2: play, Bill. I've seen him fact, play. The kids are
1: stud. In, in fact, the second half of this season. You know what? I wouldn't mind seeing a little Shaywo Alana Lua on this team. Uh, you know, uh, and if Zeke can't go, I wouldn't mind seeing Shaywo Alana Lua on Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, because I think that they need to run the football at these Pittsburgh Steelers. I do too, Bill. absolutely and, and,
0: agree.
1: And... Um, and I also thought that uh, I was thinking about it yesterday. How do you, how do you, as a head coach, motivate the Cowboys to uh, the point where they think that they can actually win this game over the Pittsburgh Steelers? All right, right? what would be the best way to motivate them? And one of the things I thought of. One of Zeke's greatest games in his NFL career was four years ago at Pittsburgh, I think. You know, and that's with the game where he had the 83-yard touchdown reception, and he Uh, broke it open at the end of the game. And yep, and they had two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. He all told, he had 209 yards and three touchdowns. And what I would do on Saturday night at the team meeting, I'm showing Zeke against the Pittsburgh Steelers from four years ago just to plant in this team's mind, see, it can be done. Yes. And that was at Pittsburgh. Now, the problem with that now, if Zeke's not going to play in the game, <laughs> then it defeats its own
2: purpose. And The players are looking at that video going, man, that'd be great if we only had Zeke <laughs> in this game. <laughs> but I have to say, guys, uh, when you're talking about Tony Pollock, very accomplished. I'm sure both of you agree with me on this, how accomplished uh, Tony Pollard is. The only thing I would say about him, because, God, he's so amazing. He hits the holes quicker than, than Zeke does. He has his own unique style, which I love. But I think they go better together. I think the uh, contrast between Zeke, starting off with Zeke, coming with the power you know, coming coming with the with the aggression, and then we change over to Tony Pollard, and when he comes in the game, the difference in the speed is 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 uh, noticeable, and I think it takes some defenses off guard. So I think Tony Pollard's best when he compliments uh, Zeke Elliott. I'm I'm curious to see how well he plays. Without the uh, accompaniment of, of Zeke Elliott in this ballgame,
0: yeah, because the change of pace yeah. I think really helps him out. Yeah, uh, and I don't know, you it know does. I don't know if he's capable of taking 20, 25 snaps either. We haven't seen that, so uh, they just. I think he is. I think he is. It's just a work. matter of how effective he'll be. Just need to get to work on that hamstring. Which, by the way, um, I believe it was Kellen Moore pointed it out. Uh, that uh, Zeke tweaked the hamstring, chasing down McLeod on that fumble return for a touchdown. So Mike all- McCarthy pointed it out. Oh, it was My- McCarthy? Yeah, okay. M- McCarthy it said it too. Yeah, yeah. And and so for all the people out there that think Zeke loafs, uh, all I know is when I went back and looked at that play, Zeke was on the mm. ground where the fumble was initially recovered. Uh, and by the time he got up, McLeod had the ball and had a 10- to 12-yard head start on him. And by the time they got to the end zone, Zeke was only three yards behind. Now, I know he almost Leon leaded it, right, and kind of held the ball up at about the five-yard line and took a foot off the gas pedal, but Zeke was gaining on him. So for those folks that think that he's not motivated, that he doesn't try, <laughs> Go back and look at the game. He was the guy that was gaining on McLeod the entire time for what was it? Was it sixty yards, fifty-three yard return? Sixty three yards. Sixty-three, yeah. yeah. So but that's where he evidently yeah. tweaked the hamstring. Well
1: and, and the other part of that, Mickey, is there's so many times on plays like that that during the course of the of the week Uh, especially once the coaches' film gets available on NFL.com. People will go back and and they'll rag on players for loafing uh, once they can see the All-22. And so I was going to point out that same thing about Zeke. Let's give him some credit because he, uh, he didn't have, because he was not going to win that race. He was not right. going to catch McLeod going to the end zone. But you could see he had in his mind that if he could catch him, he was going to try to knock that ball out like, <laughs> like Don well, Beebe you, or like
2: Trayvon Diggs. Yes. Well, you know, it, 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 yeah, I, like the, I like sometimes that frustration, you know, can, can bring on a sense of urgency and not just for that one play. I mean, you would look for. for those type of plays can make you so upset to where you say, you know what, this is the last straw. And that was in that particular game. That was Zeke's attitude. But you want that attitude to go towards the rest of the season as well for any individual, whether it's Zeke or not.
1: You know, the other thing on that play um... You know, uh, it was Vinny Curry who uh, we thought had possession and was down by contact, and the ball was stripped out. You know, keep in mind that was a fourth down play, and it's it's such a scrum you can't really tell exactly what is happening in the pile up there. It's conceivable that Vinny Curry himself toss the ball out in order to give his teammate a chance to run for a touchdown with it because uh, it was towards the the other end of the field and there was an opportunity there for a uh, scoop and score which is exactly what happened on the play.
2: Well, that's a good point. So has the NFL come Uh, back and made a statement or have we uh, demanded any type of statement from them in regards to that play?
1: Oh, I think that the Cowboys, for sure, have gotten. You know, they wrote it up, and they. I'm sure they got an explanation from the league. It's my understanding that uh, the uh, officials did not know, didn't even realize what was going on on it. That that is not a good answer. <laughs> that's, yeah,
0: that's, that's a not. horrible response. But, but Bill's right. <laughs> it's exactly what they didn't understand. What they didn't understand what was going on from the snap of the football when it was in the neutral zone.
1: Yeah, the offsides. The, the officials didn't see the offsides, much less
2: the uh, what was going on
1: in that pile there. They were is it all because, retreating downfield. Because
2: field? of our lack of success, that they give us these crappy uh, <laughs> referee teams. I mean, what is happening, man? We, they have no idea. They're like, oh, I'm sorry, we missed it. That's it. That's all you got. You know Come what? On. You know what?
0: I did that I did that to an umpire uh, when I was managing a girls' fast-pitch softball team. They were junior high. Can you imagine? And the, umpire, the umpire was was half, you know what I mean, half you-know-what-ing it, right? And I finally went out and I yelled at him. I said, hey, just because these are girls, don't sit here and think this game's not important. You do your job. He, he didn't take kindly to it.
1: Everson, 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 <laughs> I just have this this mental picture of Mickey Spagnola at a g- eight and under girls no, fast it pitch wasn't softball game, and, and he, he he's has got he's got he same looks thing, like Span- Billy same same he looks like Billy Martin in the dugout. <laughs> He's got his cap on, he's got he's in full uniform, and he goes out and, and uh, argues with the umpire and throws his hat, turns his hat around backwards, kicks dirt on home plate I that was Mickey at
2: the eight and under fast pitch softball. I should've. It wasn't <laughs> hey, eight and under he was, he was, Earl Weaver. He was the only he was the only coach in the league with a clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> And threw his clipboard down. And and maybe
0: the only one that knew what he was doing, too. (laughs) Oh. I I, I did. That reminds me. I did, by the way.
2: I did, by the way. I did, by the way, get ejected from one game, too. (laughs) I was going to say, that was coming. The ejection had to be coming. And you're not the only one, Spag. I got kicked out of a game for being a. Uh, Just a spectator. So, yeah, been there, done that, pal. (laughs) I'm with you, man.
1: Just do your (laughs) job,
2: right? (laughs) Do your job. Hey, uh, there was one time, and I coached
1: my girls in uh, 8 and under, 10 and under, youth basketball. And uh, I remember several years later, I was working for CBS 11. I was at uh, a Terrell Owens charity basketball uh, game over at R.L. Turner High School. And they had officials and everything at it. And one of the female officials comes up to me and she looks at me and she says, You're that coach from Southlake, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) She remembered (laughs) She remembered me from eight and under girls basketball getting on the officials. I said, no, wow, I don't know. We had all. a
2: rep. Bill had a rep. Oh, my That's God, right. Bill had That's a right. rep. <laughs> well, when I coached my son's basketball team, I would never get kicked out of the game. I would always sacrifice my players to go do some dirty work and get kicked out of the game. That's how I sent a message. So it's a little different from, you know. What you guys are doing. Were you ever as mad as what Mike McCarthy appeared to be
1: on the sideline after Dalton Schultz was called for a hold in Philadelphia on
2: Sunday night? Not as mad because you couldn't see my face changing colors the way you saw McCarthy's face. <laughs> well, you changing couldn't colors. see his
1: face but with a mask on. You couldn't Woo! see all of his face, but he was as mad as as he's probably ever and, been and,
2: and he was justified because that was that was bogus i believe that was around the holding call that's right Schultz, if i'm not mistaken and it
1: took it took away a first down run by ben dinucci it
2: was a significant horrible, play horrible too. Call. yeah absolutely. horrible call horrible it was. call right and that and, was a uh, horrible call
1: i feel like he probably saw it on the jumbotron in the stadium and uh and so that's how he because it's on the other side of the field from mccarthy and so he gave him an earful and then some. All right. Yeah, look like that mask
2: got hot. Look like that mask got real hot. Well, real eyes, hot. That's exactly the, the right. Eyes were, I'll tell you that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, how can the Cowboys beat the Steelers on Sunday? And who do you think will be the Cowboys' starting quarterback? Let's explore that when we come back on Mixed Shots in just a moment.
0: Back back, back. to mixed shots
1: don't miss your chance to get tickets to see the Cowboys at AT&T Stadium this season. Home matchups remaining against the unbeaten Pittsburgh Steelers at 325 on Sunday. Washington will be here on Thanksgiving Day. And then in December, San Francisco and Philadelphia come to town. Limited number of tickets on sale now. Get yours today at dallascowboys.com slash tickets. All right. All right. still don't know. We still don't know who the president is, although we I think we've got a pretty good idea. <laughs> we don't know who the starting quarterback for the Cowboys is going to be at 3:25 on Sunday afternoon. Do we have a fairly good idea who it might be?
0: Mickey Spagnola, what do you think? I think uh, Mike McCarthy continues to answer the question when he's asked about the two quarterbacks <laughs> and the first one he mentions still is is uh, Garrett Gilbert. so um, I'm sticking with that. That's uh, what we're going with. Yep. Uh, I, I just think that you know he at least uh, has started uh, games, meaning, he started games in the AAF, and I know it was the AAF, but that wasn't very long ago, right? And he actually started what eight games uh, playing in that league. So to me, and he's been here a little bit longer, and I just don't, I, I, I just don't know. I mean, and, and even Kellen Moore mentioned it because he was asked about how do you divide up the snaps, and he goes, "Well, you really can't do that." Uh, and 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 I I was listening to Cooper Rush. And, and Cooper Rush even mentioned that he had taken – he gets snaps, and he said, and I, I've also run the scout team. Uh, so that, to me, I don't know if that's a tipping point or not, uh, but I don't think that he's going to say. Obviously, he doesn't talk again until after the game, uh, McCarthy. So uh, I don't think he wants to give them uh, you know, an ability for a scouting report on who the quarterback is. Uh, but if I was going to guess, that, that would be my guess.
1: Well, I wonder if you ask Gary Gilbert if he's taken any snaps with the scout team, he might say that he's taken Probably some, some two, snaps with right? the scout team yeah. too. Yeah, right. Yeah, so you want to give him as many snaps as possible throughout the week. So the ones who's not who's not with the first team, you put him with the scout team
0: for now. Well, but 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 think about it. They also have to have a backup quarterback ready, right? So it's not just getting right. the one guy ready. You got to get the other guy ready too, uh, unless you're going to keep all three quarterbacks uh, active. Uh, on game day. So,
2: um, yeah, it's – Well, considering the fact that Pittsburgh has sacked people so many times. 30. Yeah, you better have a backup ready. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I think somebody needs to be prepared just in case something goes down.
1: In fact, Danucci may need to be prepared too.
2: (laughs) Hey, I think Danucci should be prepared. No doubt about it. Yeah. Might need all three. Hey, if it takes that much to beat these guys, I'm fine with it. Whatever it takes, me, right? I did my little, I did my little research on the Steelers, and I'm I'm still pissed off from 1978, man. I'm still <laughs> mad from when I was back at grandma. <laughs> so I'm getting kind of fired up as we get closer. But I'm with you, Spags, uh, uh, probably uh, Gilbert, uh, simply because he's you know a more mature human human being. I mean, he's older. Basically, I guess that would be. Better, as you said, some experience on a professional level, regardless. And he did a a very good job uh, in that role in the AAF, I believe is what you said, the the league he was in. Right. But let's, it's just like the president, man, you know, Cooper Rush, he's filing a lawsuit in the state of Pennsylvania. (laughs) So now we got to wait until next week before we find out who's going to be the starter. So it depends on what the judge (laughs) says first. Then we'll find out who's going to be the starter.
0: And all right. Bill, and all right. Was, so, how about a, what was your
1: guess? It's it's Gilbert. Okay. I've said all week that I've thought Garrett Gilbert's the guy, all right. all and right. and a lot of it I think has to do with the fact that uh, that Gilbert has been here for a longer period of time. I mean, I, I take the guy that's been here three weeks over the guy that's been here for three days, and um, so I mean, we saw what happened last week when the guy with three days of practice uh, got into the game. And um, so I, I'll go with I'll go with the guy with three weeks.
0: Um, and you know right, right, Since we're on, but the, more than that, I was going to say since uh, go ahead. Since we're on the quarterbacks, right? Uh, thanks to my uh, good buddy David Smoke, I saw this note. Dak Prescott, in his what four plus games, uh, threw for one thousand eight hundred and fifty-six yards. Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill, Ben Roethlisberger, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Kirk Cousins, David Jones, and Justin Herbert have not thrown for more yards yet than Dak Prescott. Crazy. So crazy, if, if, if you crazy, wonder crazy. how important Dak Prescott was to this whole thing, just think about that and get this. Phillip Rivers has only thrown now. Four more yards than Dak, Carson Wentz, 27, and the Drew Brees, only 42 more yards than what Dak did in four plus games. So that tells you what he was doing up until the point where he dislocated and had the fractured ankle.
2: Crazy. Hey, right. I'll, I'll let I'll, you know that Dak was headed towards a year. Uh, I guess it, fortunately or unfortunately like no other because he was forced to throw that many times. He was forced to be put in that position and you know they kept talking about the garbage numbers and all of that. Garbage numbers are not numbers when you are putting your team back in, in the ball game. I mean it wasn't like they were down by four touchdowns and he never got them even close. No, they, these were productive yards that were very instrumental in those comebacks. A couple of times he had go-ahead touchdowns late in the fourth quarter, only to lose uh, that momentum again because the defense couldn't hold on. So garbage that get- numbers. That is BS. Those you- numbers were sorely needed and and really showed just what kind of talent he had. Just that you could have played the entire season, guys. Just I, think I, if I, would I, play the entire season. It I, but, just would have been out of, out, of, out, of, out of this mind. It would have been out, out of sight. Out of sight. Uh,
1: but but ever, I agree wholeheartedly with you, Everson. They're not garbage numbers at all. But if the Cowboys had gotten ahead by two or three touchdowns in those games in the first half, instead of behind by two or three touchdowns, Dak wouldn't have had the numbers that they have, and Zeke would have. At least a couple one hundred yard rushing games by now. I mean, and, and, and Dak would have been
2: glad to take that as well. Exactly, he been exactly. For that.
1: And, and we'd be sitting here in the uh, with the the Cowboys playing the. Can you imagine if Dak were healthy, and the Cowboys are playing the Steelers at three twenty five on Sunday afternoon? There's a reason that CBS picked this game for a November late afternoon national doubleheader uh, start time. Because when you look at the, the the offensive weapons that Dak has, obviously, with his top three receivers, and then you look on the other side with Roethlisberger, I was doing a little uh, interview last night with a media member from Pittsburgh, and the people in Pittsburgh think that the Steelers have the best wide receivers one through four on their team in the entire league. They they believe they believe that uh, with Juju Smith Schuster and uh, Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson and James Washington that one through four they've got the best wide receiver core in uh, the league and I stopped him I said well. One through three, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not sure about four, but one through three, I'll put Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and C.D. Lamb up against the Steelers. Against and, and not,
2: anybody. To, take nothing against away from anybody.
1: Claypool and Smith-Schuster, yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: and he ain't having thrown for like
2: 1,800 yards yet. <laughs> Already, so <laughs> with all those weapons, you know, you would expect for him to have all this output, so... Those numbers don't back up what your, what those those Pittsburgh people are saying. They don't back them up at all. Dak used every one of his receivers and even his tight end to the utmost. Yeah, and without his starting tight end, Jarwin. Uh, That's right. All right. So when you
1: look at last week's game for the Steelers against the Ravens, obviously Lamar Jackson is a different animal as far as his ability to run the football, and he ran it 16 times for 65 yards in that game. But the Steelers' run defense last week, J.K. Dobbins, the rookie out of Ohio State, had 15 carries for 113 yards in that game. And Gus Edwards had 16 carries for 84 yards. So their running backs had 197 yards rushing on 31 carries in that game last week for Baltimore against this Pittsburgh defense. You have to think, even if Zeke is not available, that Whoever starts at quarterback for the Cowboys cannot be throwing the football 40 times in this game like DeNucci did a week ago.
0: No, absolutely not. And, and, and if you watch that game, those guys weren't making great moves. There was holes big enough to put a semi through. Now, I got called out for pointing that out, by the way. Somebody said, well, have you seen the other games? And I said, all I know is I saw that one. Uh, and and they couldn't and they couldn't stop the run. I mean they and, and you know, you would have thought, oh, well, Lamar Jackson, he must have run for a hundred yards, you know, okay, he he gave them that uh, he gave him that dimension. Uh, but those other guys ran for nearly two hundred yards against what was supposed and by to by the way, be the Baltimore fifth defense in the league.
1: And by, by the way, Baltimore lost its uh, left tackle, who they just signed to this huge contract, 21 snaps into that game, Ronnie Stanley, who right. uh, was lost to an injury uh, early on
2: in that game. So load well, it I mean, up. coaching 101, when you're going up against a, a team and you're, you know, you're outmanned, of course you have to start off with the run. They're going to stack that line against us, but it's really all we have at this point. You know, in regards to a a strategy, you know, we can't just come out just throwing everything at them and seeing what's going to happen. We're going to have to establish a facet of the game that we're going to have to hang our hat on for that entire game. And of course, probably for the entire season, this is the way we're looking at approaching it every week as far as the game plan is concerned.
1: I didn't see how many punts Chris Jones had a week ago. But I would say that we want a Hunter Nicewander to have a lot of punts in this game, or and maybe not. I, I say that because, uh, well, yeah, I, I say that, say that because I'm not this, in. <laughs> I, 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 I'm saying you don't want turnovers. Okay. Yes. You don't want to lose the football via turnovers, and I, I think that you have to go in with a mindset. And I think that's where the game got lost last week a little bit because of the fumbles by the quarterback, in particular. Uh, which were the only two giveaways the Cowboys had in that game. I think, from an offensive strategy standpoint, you got to look at this. The only way that you're going to win this game is your defense has got to play and get takeaways like they did last week, and you have to be able to be um, be mindful of the fact that a field goal is halfway to where you need to be. Yes. Where, because with. You don't have Dak at quarterback. You don't have Andy Dalton at quarterback. You don't have a quarterback who's made an NFL start before starting for you. And the, and the expectations of them being able to lead touchdown drives just isn't there. And so your MVP might be Greg Zerline and Hunter Nicewander in this game. If, and keep it close, and then maybe you get lucky in the end.
2: They That's had, a good uh, point, Bill, because all you got to do is you, you have to have the third facet of the game. We need our special teams more than ever. Defense is, is still reeling. Our offense is reeling. We need our special teams more than ever right now to step up. They don't need to be just window dressing. They need to be instrumental in our game plan. So you talk about punts. Yeah, we want, we'd rather have punts, more punts than turnovers, but we'd also rather have more field goals. you know. So if we can just lead to the field goals and punts, and as far as I'm concerned, more field goals than punts, then we're in a ball game, and like you said, we're getting half of what our goal is. We don't get the seven, but we still get the three. So that's what I'm looking forward to, minus the turnovers. Special teams has to step up. They they have to be part of this game plan.
0: They had uh, three punts. It, it, th- three punts uh, last week. Uh, And they should have had four, right? They took the safety. That would have been a punt. So they would have punted four times. So, you know, and they turned the ball over twice. So there's six possessions right there. And if you count the uh, fourth down, they they turned it over on the fourth down possession on that fumble, right? Yeah. Oh, that was the same thing, the fumble and the uh, fourth down, right? The touchdown. Yeah. So yeah, no, you're exactly and, and right. And you know what? And and, and just you know, if you're going to throw the ball and you got time, just throw it deep. You know, it, it might be a punt. Okay, so what? You got to come out here swinging. Can't be nibbling around. Just just
2: come I mean, we might get interference, who knows. Just going to just get what you can. Cannot you cannot play to lose bags. That's all but, you're saying. But I'm exactly but, right. But if I'm you at cannot if, play to lose. But if I'm at the Pittsburgh 40
1: and I'm facing fourth and one. I'm punting it. I'm yep. punting them down into a hole. I'm not yep. going for it and giving them a short field. I think, he, I think you have to approach it differently than
2: than what you do with a veteran quarterback in there. Unless you got though, some special play. Even though they play. have the veteran quarterback, you know, you still want to make him make plays. He hadn't been that good this year. The offense hadn't been outstanding this year. So I'm like you, Bill. We punt them down deep. Let's make them show us. Uh, that they're not weak in a particular area. Prove it to us that you're better than number 25 as far as the offense is concerned uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. you got to prove it to us because we're going to have to bring everything we have. Make make them work for what they get. All right, right.
1: we have our picks to click and our picks in the game when we come back here on Mix Shots. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears. Okay, let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda.
2: A delicious duet. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm,
1: and stop using candles to see at night. It's
2: just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide.
1: Well, candles
2: are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope.
1: May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT and T five G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT and T five G. It's not complicated. Five G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash five G for you for details.
0: Domit shots. <laughs> Looking for something to change up your dinner routine? Help support local Frisco businesses by choosing one of the Star District restaurants. For information on delivery, takeout, curbside pickup, and dine-in availability, visit the star
2: thestardistrict.com. Uh Uh-oh, messed it up. Damn it, almost got there. I was
0: looking for the shop.
2: (laughs) Visit the (laughs)
0: starshopdistrict.com. There you go.
1: All right, uh, Cowboys taking on the Steelers. It was nearly 10 years ago that Mike McCarthy had his uh, greatest moment in sports, and that was winning a Super Bowl as the head coach of the Green Bay Packers against his hometown team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, at AT AT&T Stadium. You know, uh, McCarthy has faced the Steelers two other times since Super Bowl forty-five, and in 2013, I believe it was, Uh, It was a high-scoring game, Pittsburgh won, but Aaron Rodgers did not play. It was a backup quarterback, Matt Flynn, who started for the Packers in that game and the second time that he faced his hometown team the Steelers was in 2017 once again it was with a backup quarterback Brett Hundley another high scoring close game but Pittsburgh won it and so here he is a third time Actually, since the Super Bowl oh, with a the backup quarterback. Yeah
0: since the Super Bowl yeah, he, right. since the Super he's 1-3 in three all time as the head coach against uh, his hometown Steelers and every one of the three losses came down to the last play of the game. The games were all that close. And he he lost on a walk-off field goal, a walk-off touchdown, and they had an opportunity, I believe, on the third in the other game to throw a touchdown into the end zone, to tie the game, to send it in overtime, and it was incomplete. So they all three with Green Bay had been close calls. They lost them all, except for the one that counted the most. The the one that matters! (laughs)
1: That's exactly right. (laughs) And that guy in Pittsburgh I was talking to uh, last night, he said, if only for Rashard Mendenhall. He wouldn't have won that one. Rashard Mendenhall in that Super Bowl. So, Pittsburgh. And I said, well, and I told him, well, if only for Jackie Smith, the Cowboys would have beat the Steelers. That's right. (laughs) We got a
2: bunch of onlys. (laughs) If if it wasn't for the pass interference (laughs) call on Benny Barnes, Uh, I got a bunch of them, guys. Come on. Let's start start with that. And
1: if he, and then he said if not for Neil O'Donnell the Steelers would have had the Cowboys at 95. <laughs> yeah,
0: and if not for Jackie Smith dropping the ball in the end zone right or Roger
2: not throwing Yeah, we a we, got the pass. we got Please. Come there. on. Uh, Mickey uh, Hey, so speaking make, of <laughs> speaking of. Yes. Okay, I did my research, Bill. Oh, that's don't right. Let yeah. me. Uh, don't, yeah, let's do it now. Let's I do it. I did my research. I did homework. Okay. We were talking about the Hall of Famers from the uh, amazing matchups in the 70s, the two Super Bowls that the Cowboys and the Steelers had. I think it was back-to-back Super Bowls, if I'm not mistaken. Of course, the Steelers won them both to, to many Cowboy fans' dismay. On that particular Steelers team, I'm looking at, I think I saw eight Hall of Famers, count them up with me, Joe Green, Lynn Swan, John Starworth, Jack Lambert, uh, Terry Bradshaw, Donnie Schell, uh, the newest edition, Mike Webster, the late Mike Webster, and Mel Blunt. Those are the, the, the eight that I have for the Steelers in the 70s. Now, if we start talking about Cowboy Hall of Famers from the 70s, I'm going to clarify some things. Right now, we're looking at Rayfield Wright, Roger Starback, just from the 70s, Bob Hayes, Bob Lilly, Tony Dorsett. Mel Renfro, Cliff Harris, Randy White, uh, Lance Allworth also. Uh, don't forget Herb Adderley. Now, the clarification in this game is not all of those Cowboy Hall of Famers participated in the two Super Bowl games. OK, so when you want to take you want to take out those ones that didn't play in that, those two matchups. Bob Hayes did not play. If I'm not mistaken, I'm checking my stuff. I know Bill's going to be on it. Bob Lilly did not Mm -hmm. play. Right. Mel Renfro did not make it to those those matchups. Neither did Lance Allworth or Herb Adderley. Mm -hmm. They did not participate in those two Super Bowl games. And if I'm not mistaken, Rayfield Wright only participated in one of them. I could be wrong about that, Bill. So... That's what you're looking at. Just a, a, a decade full of Cowboy Steeler greatness. Of course, the Steelers ended up winning those two Super Bowls. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, at Grambling, I didn't even come out of my room when the game was over. They were, they wanted to, I think they wanted to burn my room down because nobody liked the Cowboys but me on Grambling's campus. So that was my research. It was very entertaining. And it brought back some really bad memories <laughs> of those two ball games, <laughs> including the Benny Barnes passing offense call against, I believe that was Lynn Swan. Uh, Just you, huge right. plays all the way around. Cowboys get, have been getting screwed by referees in big games for decades.
0: You know, you can also have included, uh, Rayfield, you can have included both head coaches, right?
2: I could have. I did not include them, but, yes, I could have. Chuck Noll, Tom Landry. and uh, So it was the 75 season and the
1: 78 season that the Cowboys played the Steelers in the Super Bowl. And uh, Rayfield Wright was a Cowboy through 79. So Rayfield would have been on the team in both 75 and 78 also. Gotcha. Uh, I'm just looking through some of the rest of
2: it. Cl- Mel, uh, Mel was not Cliff, Mel, Cliff, Mel right. was not there, Cliff Harris. Mel was, was
1: there in '75.
2: Yeah, Cliff go ahead. Was there. Cliff was, Cliff
1: was,
0: there, there, Cliff was there. there. Cliff was there. Cliff was there for both of them. Yeah. 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 Yes. Right. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So very Merlin interesting. They
2: did not make it. They were, they were there for the uh, the 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 Dolphins the Dol- and the uh, Colts and the Colts. I think the Colts. Yeah. Also. The Colts. Yes. The first two. So we, right. were, we, were, we were very good at acquiring top-notch talent at the end of their career. We almost did a Bill Belichick in Dallas because you're talking Lance Allworth, Herb Adley, bringing in these amazing guys. Forrest Gregg, Mike Ditka. For, at the end of their careers. Yep. Now, I don't know, was Forrest Greg on? He wasn't on any of the seven. No, teams. no, he no, wasn't on those, no. on okay. those teams you're okay. talking about. But he was okay.
1: one that they brought in at the end of the, okay. his career.
2: Gotcha. All right, we, gotcha. We, got a, we got a minute or so to make some picks here. So, what, oh. what are you thinking, Everson? As far as pick to click, uh, the, the score? No, I'm going with my player first. Uh, considering special teams being so important here, uh, I'm going to have to go with Greg the leg as my pick to click. Uh, okay. He's going to be a very important player. Uh, I love the way he kicked last week, uh, except for that one shank. Looked like uh, Spagnol on, on, that, on that with his nine iron. Uh, my backup, I always have to have a backup. This running game is going to be important, and I'm looking for badass to come through for us, guys. I'm looking for Billy Badass to come through for us this week. Tyler Biotis. That would be Biotis, and I'm looking yeah. for him to have a good game. I, I think this kid's got a lot of heart. The score that I'm looking at, Ooh, it's gonna be tough, you know. I picked the Cowboys, so I'm always going first case scenario. I'm looking at the Cowboys winning 20 to 17. 20 to 17, I always worst, best case scenario. Well, always. if
0: they're gonna win, that's right. what
2: the score needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, this is the same guy that said the Cowboys couldn't score 30 plus points without uh, uh Tyron Smith. We proved him wrong in Atlanta, so. Spags, get out of here, man. All right. <laughs> All right, I'm going – Mickey, I'll save you for last.
1: Uh, I'm going Hunter nice, nice wander as my pick-to-click. And uh, and I, I'm sorry to say that I think that the Steelers are going to win this game, Mickey. Uh, we we ahead, could
2: tell man. by the way you were hemming it hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All
0: right. My, my pick-to-click is going to be the rubber band man, Randy Gregory. He's going to get hey. to Roethlisberger, who's only been sacked ten times. But they have not faced Randy Gregory. So he's my guy. He's going to get right, more buddy. snaps in this game. Uh, and I said I wouldn't pick the Cowboys until they won. So they haven't won. Uh, Pittsburgh 26 So <laughs> no, You th- said you wouldn't pick the Cowboys. bandwagon mentality. That's you big said you would. Mentality. You Come said on. you wouldn't pick the
1: Cowboys until they won twice. Yeah,
0: twice. That's right. Twice, and they haven't won yeah. once yet. So, I got. I, I'm still with it. Uh, 26-16, Pittsburgh.
1: Wow, that's a competitive game, Mm
0: 26-16. And and that means Zerline's got to kick a bunch of field goals, by the way. (laughs) A bunch
1: of field goals, yeah. (laughs) Three field goals from, from Zerline. All right, we'll see how well we do. And the game is on CBS with Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call. All right, that does it for Mixed Shots for another week, and we will see you again on a bye week next week. On Monday, we will be together at 1.30. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you on Go Monday.
2: Cowboys.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!